at the end of the last chapter, Sam and Lily were on their way out the door with the keys to the family car, driving to the hospital because Halmoni had gone in the ambulance. The rain is relentless. We can hardly see the road. Sam drives slowly, leaning forward, gripping the steering wheel, squinting at the road ahead. We inch forward until Sam starts shaking. She pulls the car over to the side of the road and parks. We don't make it far. We're just out of Halmoni's driveway, right in front of the library. What happened, I ask? She's still shaking. I know Mom gets mad at me about not driving, but every time I get into the car, I think about Dad. We have to get to the hospital, and fast, but Sam won't drive and I won't force her to. Softly, so I can barely hear it, Sam says, I can't go through this again. People always say someone lives on in your memory, but we can't remember everything, and if we can't keep the memory alive, then that's it. The person you loved is gone. What is left of someone when the memories fade? Do you carry a harmony or a dad in your heart, even after you forget the stories, even if you never knew them? I don't remember dad, I tell her. But that's not your fault. I'm the one who failed you, because I was old enough to remember him. She takes a shaky breath. When dad died, I made a list that I recited every night, the little things about him, you know? Like he cracked his knuckles constantly. His eyes watered whenever he, he ate kimchi, but he insisted on eating it. He read us his favorite picture books every night before bed, even when I got too old for them. I stare at her. She's never told me this before, and I feel a flicker of recognition in my heart, like a tiger lifting its head inside me. I remember Dad reading to us, If you give a mouse a cookie, where the wild things are, good night, moon. I feel the echo of his voice, lines from storybooks, hidden in my brain. Dad's there, almost. I was so afraid of forgetting something, Sam says, voice cracking, but of course I have. I know I have. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you share the list? Maybe I could have known him. Through Sam, I could have helped her remember him. Then Sam, my fearless sister, my sister with the sharp teeth and sharper words, starts to cry. Soft first, a drizzle, then a storm. I didn't want to share. Like if I told you all those dad stories, they'd disappear. They wouldn't be mine anymore. Stories don't belong to anybody, I say. They're meant to be told. Maybe it's scary to tell stories and share their truths, but I'd rather face them than run. I take a breath. It's my turn to say a scary thing. I saw this tiger and she spoke to me, and she told me she could heal Halmoni. I really believed that the magic was real, but now I'm afraid that it wasn't. Maybe I was hoping too hard, and it was all just a mental stress reaction. Like you said, I thought I could be a hero, that I didn't have to be a QAG anymore. 
Sam wipes the black smudges from her face. The QAG thing? That was stupid. I shouldn't have put that stereotype on you. And I shouldn't have said the tiger wasn't real. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe somehow it is real. I want to believe that, and maybe we have to believe. Her eyes shimmer with tears. That's what I've always admired about you. You don't give up on magic, and I was wrong to tell you. Two, I stare out the windshield. What would it mean to hope now at the very end? When Sam can't drive in the rain and we're stuck and Halmoni is dying and we can't get to her. Lily, Sam says, remember when you asked me about the tiger story, about whether I would run? I close my eyes and nod. I want to know, whenever we can't run, whenever you have to stand and face it, I'll be here. I'll stand with you. I want you to know that. I get that filled up feeling. We are the sun and the moon, ready to be brave. And sometimes believing is the bravest thing of all. But none of that matters. Sam can't drive in the rain, so we're stuck. Halmoni is dying and we can't get to her. Yes, we're trapped, but then something surfaces in my memory. I have an idea. Chapter 40 Ricky said to go to a place that tigers like. Hamoni said she went where tigers kept their stories. And when I was making the mud pudding, the tiger said that the library was her favorite place. The library, a home for stories. Wait here, I tell Sam. Then I fly out of the car and run toward the library. The door is locked, of course, because it's the middle of the night, so of course it's locked. But I won't let that stop me, not now. I try one of the windows, but it doesn't open, and I feel hopeless until I remember Mom outside Halmoni's house. It's a long shot, I know, but I tap the side of the pane, run my hands over the windowsill, and thump a fist right below the glass. I hold my breath and think, please... Then I push. Like a miracle, the window opens. Sam shouts my name and I spin around to see her standing behind me. I told you to wait in the car. She bug-eyes me. Are you kidding? You're breaking into the library and I'm supposed to wait in the car? Please. I just, I need to do this on my own. It won't take very long. She shakes her head slowly. If I just sit by while you break into a building, I'm basically the worst older sister of all time. I lean forward and squeeze her in a hug. And she's so surprised, she stops talking. You're the best sister, but I need you to wait in the car and be ready to go. Just trust me. She runs her hand through her hair. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, fine. I will be your getaway driver, even though you realize I can't drive in the rain. Thank you, I say. And then I pull myself up and through the window, tumbling into the library. Please be in here, I whisper once I'm inside. It's dark, but I am little egg. I am the sun, and the dark doesn't scare me anymore. I weave through the stacks. Hello? My chest clenches because I thought the tiger would be here. I was so sure. Yet the tiger is silent. Hello? 
I call again. The quiet is so loud, I can't stand it. I sweep all the books off the nearest shelf and they crash to the ground. Please just come out. I need your help. All right, fine. It's her voice, and I spin around to see my tiger lying in a corner, head resting on her paws. You're here, I breathe. I feel ridiculous, like I could almost cry. She's a terrifying beast, but it feels so good to see her. There's still hope. You owe me an apology, she says. I am not a monster. You cannot wish me away like a bad dream. I'm sorry, I say. I don't know if you're good or bad, and I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I'm going off a hunch, an idea that's just barely formed, a spark, a hope, but I decide to be brave. I noticed something when I saw you that night after the grocery store. I didn't really think about it before, but it seemed like the rain wasn't falling around you, and I thought you were there to hurt Halmoni, but now I think maybe you were standing there to guide us home. When she doesn't respond, I swallow hard and add, and I really hope I'm right. I really hope you have that magic, because I need your help. She stands slowly, and I think I hear her bones creak, but it could be the trees outside whipping in the storm. Follow me, she says, and she leads me through the stacks out of the library. I run back to the car, slam the door, and fasten my seatbelt. I think she wants us to follow, I say. Outside, the tiger steps in front of our car and turns, slowly, until she's facing away from us. Her tail flick, flick, flicks low to the ground, almost kissing the pavement. Then she steps forward, moving in slow motion, like she has all the time in the world, one claw, one paw, one leg at a time. As she walks, the rain lessens behind her. It doesn't stop completely, but now the rain is just a drizzle. Everywhere around us, the rain is still heavy, except for the path the tiger clears. I don't understand weather patterns. Maybe this can be explained away by clouds and wind and whatever. But this feels like something different. This feels like magic. She, who, what's happening? Sam breathes, eyes wide. She may not see the tiger, but she sees the drizzly path cleared just for us. Is it the tiger? I hesitate the nod. I don't see her, she whispers. There's disbelief and fear in her voice, but underneath it all, a hint of longing. She tugs at her white streak and pushes it behind her ear. Why don't I see her? I never understood it before, why Sam was so angry about all Halmoni's traditions, about the magic. But now I think it's because she wanted so badly to be a part of it. And maybe she was afraid she couldn't be, so she pushed it all away. I reach up to unclasp my pendant, then lean over to fasten it around her neck. Extra protection, extra love just in case. We'll be okay, I tell her, sometimes believing is the bravest thing of all. Now drive.